Hey you! Great to catch up with you again. How have you been doing? Up to loads of interesting stuff, no doubt. Well, today I wanted to ask you about your fabric stash. Do you have one? And if so, how do you keep track of what's in it and what you plan to do with it? I have to be honest and say that until recently, I definitely have not been very good at managing mine. After reorganising my sewing room a few months ago, I did go through an exercise to at least try and group together my fabrics by type and put the ones I'm most likely to use in an easy-to-access cupboard. But as my memory has started to make its own decisions about what's important to remember, I find it to be an exciting surprise every time I open the cupboard door to remember all the things that I have in there. But my guest today has created a tool that is fast becoming my new favourite, and its purpose is to help you manage your fabric stash, your pattern stash, and your project ideas. So I'm delighted to share with you my chat with Yvette Todd of Stash Hub, and you might also know her as Blossom Sandwich on Instagram, where we talk about this magical tool, how it came to be, and how you can use it to help you manage your sewing projects. She's even got a fabulous special offer just for you, so stay tuned to find out all about it. Hello everyone. And welcome to the So Mindful podcast, where we dig into the tips and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host, Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun, and I can't wait to share this week's illuminating episode with you. So let's roll the tape. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode. I'm delighted to have with me, as I mentioned in the introduction, the lovely Yvette Todd. And today we're going to talk about fabric stashes and some tools that you can use to help you manage your fabric stash. So before we get into that, I'd like to just get Yvette to share a little bit more about her and her sewing experiences. So welcome Yvette, it's lovely to have you on the podcast. Hi Jackie, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So yeah, my name's Yvette and I've been sewing for about three years now. I'm a kind of generic pandemic lockdown <laughs> sewist. That's when I really got into it. So I'm a Blossom Sandwich on Instagram is my personal account. And then today we're going to talk about the sewing app that I've created with my husband, which is called Stash Hub. So I'm sure we'll get into that more in a minute. Yes, indeed. My new favourite, I have to say. So <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. And on your Instagram, you, you're making lots of things. So what kind of sewing projects have you made recently? So I mostly make clothes for myself, which I'm sure a lot of sewists can relate to. It's way too much pressure sewing for other people. I don't know why. It's just so different. But yeah, I mostly sew things for myself. They tend to be quite colourful, often floral and yeah, I'm quite a big fan of the buffet dress, as they called it on Sewing Bee, but like a, a smock dress. And yeah, the, the Danny pants are my go-to trousers because they're elasticated. So yeah, comfortable, colourful and fun. That's what I describe my style as. So yeah, I'm, hopefully by the time this episode goes out, I will have finished my current project, which is an outfit to wear to the Barbie movie. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of listeners will relate to the Barbie hype. Yes, it's definitely on trend at the moment, isn't it? And lots of Barbie parties and Barbie themed outfits going around at the moment. And I saw you'd done, you did one recently with fruits, didn't you? Did you do a fruit challenge? 
Yes. So I hosted So Fruity 23. So I've done that. This year was my third year of running the fruit challenge. So the first year I just wanted to sow something fruity and some of my friends on Instagram were like, oh yeah, I've got some fruit fabric as well. You should make it a challenge. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but then we got quite a lot of people joining in. So now it's a thing that I do every year and that's really fun. We had almost 300 people joining in and I ran that throughout June. So yeah, I'll probably do that again next year as well. So yeah, that was really exciting. And we had like 20 prizes to give out so yeah that was really good really fun to see what everyone made yeah definitely so if you haven't had a look or you don't follow Yvette yet on Instagram then definitely go and have a look because the outfits that you made and the fabric that you use are amazing if you love colour then it's it's perfect isn't it that kind of challenge yeah for sure and you can look at the hashtag as well which is so fruity 23 and then you can just see all the fruity projects that everyone made Yeah, brilliant. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that people can get access to that easily from there. So today I wanted to just ask you a bit more about the Stash Hub because I'd come across it. I felt like I was quite late to the party and I thought, well, if I don't know about it, then other people may not know about it. So I wanted to have this opportunity to share it with more people. So can you just tell people who haven't come across it, tell them a little bit about what the app is and how you came to develop that? Yes. So Stash Hub is a sewing organizer app for Apple and Android and hopefully web version soon. So that's that's a sneak peek of what's coming up. But yes, so currently you can use it on your phone and you can use it to organize all of your fabric stash, your patterns, pair them together to create projects. And then we've got a bunch of other features as well, like storing your measurements, seeing your sewing statistics, cataloging your notions, discovering Instagram challenges, loads of stuff. So yeah, the aim is to kind of have it as like your one-stop shop for all your sewing info. Like it's all there in Stash Hub. So you don't have to have any more like post-its flying around. And when we were talking about why you developed it, can you just share a bit more? Because I also have shared this previously, I think, but I used Trello for managing my patterns before this. And we were talking about that, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a former Trello user as well. So when I first started sewing, because it was the lockdown, so obviously I was buying fabric online, there's quite a lot of information available online about the fabric. So I kind of wanted to keep a note of that information so that when I used that fabric, I knew what type of fiber it was for future purchasing. Because I think keeping that information really helps you learn about the fabric in a way that's useful to you, not just like reading a book about fabric types you might never use. So originally I had the pictures like copy and pasted into a Word document and then all the stuff written in a Word document. And my husband, who is quite technologically minded, was just like, no, this is ridiculous. You can't have it in a Word document. Try Trello, which I didn't even know about. So he got me on set up on Trello. And then over time, when I was sewing more, my fabric stash grew. And so my Trello grew and my patterns Trello was a bit sort of under maintained, let's say. So then my husband is a self-taught software developer. I think probably a lot of sewists can relate to the idea of a project as being a really good way to learn new skills and figure out which skills you need to put something together. So he quite likes developing an app as part of his learning process. So then he was watching me like struggling with Trello and how it's not very filterable or if you accidentally drag something into the wrong list and you can't find it again or just the fact that there's quite a lot of stuff that you have to set up yourself on Trello. And he was like, you know what, this could be a really good app. And we didn't find that much already available out there. So he was like, I'm going to make you an app. And I was like, 
everyone could use this app. It doesn't have to just be for me. So that's the origin story of when we first started Stash Hub and we launched it as a beta test about a year ago and we got loads of really good feedback from the community. So yeah, I, I made a post on Instagram saying Stash Hub, the app for sewists by sewists. And I thought that was quite good. And Doug was like, no, we can't have that as our slogan. It's too, way too cheesy. And I was like, but it's true. Our app is so reliant on everyone's feedback. And it's a really important part of the development to us because we're still adding new features all the time now. But yeah, that's kind of how we got started with Doug just fancying a project to work on. Yeah, amazing. And so quite a few things just to go back through in that conversation. So for those who have not used Trello, the reason I liked it was this visual way of organizing my patterns. So I could put a little picture in and like you say, some description and things like that. But you can move them around into different categories. So you can say, oh, these ones I haven't started yet. These ones I want to do. These ones I've done, that kind of thing. So it's just quite an easy way to move around. But as you say, it's not super easy to link up fabrics and patterns and create those together is it so I can definitely yeah. see why you'd want something a bit more straightforward uh, yeah. and and also I think one of the things that I saw that I really liked in the project section of Stash Hub is the checklist that you have of things that when you start a project you can say where you're up to with it don't you you can have that checklist of things already programmed in yeah and then the checklist is linked back to the records as well so if you tick off the cutout box it will say do you want to update the fabric length and it will subtract the amount that you have used for that pattern and stuff like that so it's not like you have to keep going back through everything and dragging your card to a different board or whatever you can just say like you know if you use all of that cut of fabric to make that garment it will say do you want to update the length to zero and move it into used and then they go onto a separate list so you can still see all the fabrics that you have already used but they're not clogging up your main feed for when you're looking for inspiration fantastic yeah and then I think like you the other thing that I was just going to pick up on was the community side of it so I joined the Facebook group as well and it was really interesting to look back at some of the posts and see what people were commenting on as a new user to the system, what people were asking for and things that they'd found having used it for a while. I just thought that was really helpful to see their thoughts and ideas. And I can see how that sort of feeds into how you decide what you're going to do next. Yeah, definitely. So our most recent update that's just come out has a lot of small updates, which are small features that people have requested, like things like a box for fabric weight. And we just had one box for body type, which included male, female, baby, child. And they were like, can we have a gender and an age separately in case I want to make baby girl clothes? And then I can filter for that. So it's really useful to have the community. And it's good to have it in the Facebook group as well, because then people can discuss Because sometimes people say like, oh, I like the idea of this. And everyone's like, I don't think I'd ever use that feature. And we're like, okay, we can suggest a workaround for this person so they can still use the app, but we won't change it for everyone else if that's not something that, you know, is a priority. Yeah. So I think one of the main things that we've learned from having our community and all the amazing feedback is just how different people are, their sewing style and their needs and what they want from the app. So we want the app to be quite flexible and there are quite a lot of fields for example when you upload a fabric there are a lot of different info that you can fill in but all of it's optional so if you only want a picture it's not going to be like oh you didn't fill in the fabric way because that's not useful to everyone or you might not have that info is customizable and that's 
something that we've done for notions as well so you can basically catalog anything in notions because you can just set up your own category so if you wanted to go rogue and do yarn or something you could just be like i'm going to put that in notions and just set up a new notion category in the different types of you know aaron double knitting whatever and you can set that up yourself and it's just having the option to put some of that data in and we talked about it didn't we so my experience using it was i have some fabric already in my cupboard and i'd recently bought a new item of fabric and i tried both when i was putting them into the app And because I had the information to hand when I'd ordered the fabric, I was able to put a lot more of that data in, which I think I would try and get into the habit of doing that if I was doing this. And you mentioned about doing it almost as you're ordering the fabric, didn't you? Yeah, it's much easier, I find, to add it as you're buying it, especially if you buy it online, because there's so much information online. So what I tend to do is just I just copy and paste the whole description into our description box. And so then I don't have to type it out. And then, you know, some of the additional fields like the width and the stuff that I want to be able to filter for, I'll add that in into the fields. But then I've just got all the information there. And you can also add a link as well if it's a sort of fabric that never goes out of stock. So you can just go back on the website if you needed to order more or if you wanted to check any extra information. And it's really helpful, as you said, to be able to look back at the fabric composition or the fabric weight if it's something that you're trying to find something similar isn't it and as you say one of the things that I've been learning as I've been buying more fabric is just how helpful those details can be but how sometimes inaccessible they can seem when you spend a hold of them so having them in one central place makes it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And I think for new sewists, sewing is so overwhelming. And if you go into a fabric shop, there's so many fabrics and so many different types. And I think a lot of people who don't sew are not even aware of everything that's out there. And you're just like, I want to buy some black fabric. And then they're like, oh, do you want a, do you want a cotton or a viscose or a cupro or a Benberg? And you're just like, I don't know any of these words. So I think it really helps to have it accessible and you just put in what you know, what you use, and then it becomes more of a database as your stash grows and your knowledge grows as well. And you've always got your old fabrics to compare back to. And so when you're using the app, you add in your pattern and there's a separate area for that, isn't there? And then you add in your fabrics and then there's another area for your projects. Yeah. Just tell people a little bit more about that as well. So the projects section, you can just create a new project and then there are boxes where you can add things from different parts of the app. So you can add a fabric or multiple fabrics if you want to do color blocking, add a pattern or multiple if you want to do hacking, add notions, or it will make also a shopping list. So on the patterns, um, there's a section where you can put in what notions you need. So if you need some three-inch elastic, it, it will put that on your shopping list. And if you've already got it, you can tick it off. And then so you've got all that information there. You can add who you're making it for. So if it's for yourself, and then that will link through to your measurements. So you can check your size. You can add, a, if you're going to make it for a challenge, you can add that. And then it will put the end date of the challenge as your deadline. So you know when you're going to make it, if you you know struggle to finish those projects on time. So there's, there's absolutely loads of info that you, you can add to your project. But as with everything else, you don't have to add any of that info if you don't if you just want to put in this is a fabric I'm going to use Um, and then there's a little check mark at the top of the projects and it takes you to all of your projects that are marked as complete which is really satisfying by the way like I'd highly recommend just put even if you just put in loads of stuff you already made ages ago and then tick it off as complete it's like 
oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then you can scroll down everything that you've made. And that's quite good because I find a lot of the time going back through my old Instagram posts to try and find a picture of what I've made, which is a bit annoying when, you know, if your aunt asks you about something and you're just going through your own Instagram trying to get some signal. So yeah, it's really satisfying. And there's a little picture of them all finished all together. So yeah. Yeah. And you've got some templates there for those people who do want to post then, you know, here's my fabric. Here was the pattern I used because you can put different images on, can't you? Here's my finished version or here's my design if you've sketched it out or anything like that as well. Yeah. So there's just a share button and that puts in the pictures of your fabric and pattern into this template. And then if you add another image, so that could be a sketch or it could be a picture of your finished garment as the featured image, then the template changes with your featured images a bit bigger. So you could just post that if you, you know, don't want to faff about with one of those grid apps, if you want to share your plans. Yeah, it creates a collage for you, doesn't it? Rather than you having to do that, yeah, from the, th- from the things that you've chosen. I really like that. I think it's quick and easy. And even if you just have it for yourself, like you say, it's just like a little finished memory of what you've done and what you've created. So yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And so in terms of your journey creating the app, how long has the app been available? So we officially launched in November last year. But then we've had we had a beta for a few months before that, which you could only access it if you got a code. And that was really good, actually. We got quite a few people on the beta and we got loads of really good, like useful feedback. And we really improved the app because, for instance, the projects feature wasn't there on the very first version of the app. But it was so highly requested. We were like, OK, we definitely need to prioritize this. And yeah, we've got almost 12,000 projects created in the app now so it's that's really good to see that people are using that and they're actually completing the projects as well like there's a lot of plans but there's a lot of completed projects as well so yeah that's really exciting yeah so we so we've been going kind of about a year now with an app that other people can use It seems like such a short time for something that's got so much functionality now, I think. And it's a real credit to using it yourself. Obviously, it helps that you have a desire to use it, but also the community that you've generated and the feedback that you're getting is great. Yeah, it's really essential because obviously I sew, but I don't sew everything and I've got my way of sewing. So then there's feedback that we get that's things that I wouldn't have considered, like with the splitting out the age range and the gender, because I don't sew for children. So I've never sort of found that an issue. So it's quite interesting to, you know, have feedback from other people about how the app could work better to suit their sewing style. And so if there were a couple of learnings that you've had while you've been doing the app, is there anything that you would share with the listeners? One of them is just a thing I think that all business people kind of are like, yeah, just go for it. And that is definitely something that I would say, because when the app, when we first like launched the beta, the app wasn't ready. It wasn't like done. Even now there's still a lot that we want to add to it to make it even better. And I think it's been really good launching this app into the sewing community because it's been, it's such a supportive environment. So that's been really good. So we've learned a lot just in terms of how people like to sew. It's quite interesting as well, people's attitudes to their stash as well. So one of the things that we definitely want to work on in the future is making it easier to get started on the app, because I think one of the things that puts some people off is that they think, oh, I've got too much already. It's going to take too long to add it all. So I just won't do it. So we're going to work on ways that will make it quicker to add more. So we've got already a bulk upload feature, but you just upload the picture, the name and the length. 
but we probably put more into that when we've got the web version. So maybe you can add more information quicker, which I think would also be good for people who use a different platform already, but they want to move over to Stash yeah. Hub. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And we talked, didn't we, about people's attitude towards their stash. I'd like to talk to you separately about that. I think that sounds like fun. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely got a whole episode's <laughs> worth of chat about that in me. But yeah, I think it's just really good. As well as running the app, I want to build a sense of community and, you know, reassure everyone. Because I think sewing can be quite an isolated hobby because you do it at home usually on your own so then I think people can kind of get in their heads about worrying they've got too much fabric or whatever so to have a community where people are able to share more about what they've got and to have an environment where it's like your stash doesn't need to be like anything as long as it works for you I think as well having the app has helped people realize if things aren't working for them because it's a really good way to spot trends and with the stats as well, you can be like, okay, well, I always sew blue fabric, but I always buy pink fabric. Like I clearly, there's something that's not lining up here. So just to get everyone more on board with their stash, I think is something that I'm really passionate about. And have you got any tips yourself in terms of your approach to managing your projects or how you sew anything that you'd like to share with the listeners? So I like to just sew what inspires me. I think having a huge backlog of loads of projects I find quite stressful so like I think some people like to you know they'll go through every single fabric in their stash make a stash hub project for it which is really helpful if you buy a fabric and you want to remember what you had in mind for it but I can change my mind about what I'm going to make for things or there'll be a project and then I'll sort of miss that season but then I don't want to take it off the list and then I, it's sort of there like oh god this project I've got to do I've got, got to check it off the list you know so I like to just have a browse through my stash hub and then just be like oh my god this fabric I could make this pattern with it so yeah even though it's the planning thing I like to still keep it a bit spontaneous and have flexibility to change it but that's the good thing about having it on an app as well that it is easy to change it like I don't need to rip any pages out of a nice notebook or anything so I think then you're more open if there's new patterns and stuff that come out but I do try and buy fabric with vaguely a project in mind and there are some people who buy because they like the fabric and then find the project and that would this would work for them as well, wouldn't it? Because like we said about, you can also almost shop your stash. So what I liked about that as well is you can just go through and see what's there. So instead of shopping the internet, you look at the things that you already have and create projects out of those. But yeah, I, I'm guilty of having a project in mind and by the time the fabric arrives, because I'm kind of like a magpie and the next shiny thing catches my attention, I think it would be helpful for me to remember what I saw when I ordered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember before I kind of think, oh, yeah, and I could do this and I could do this. And then I sort of hit a bit of an impasse thinking, well, I don't want to miss out on either. So then I don't make either. Do you know what it means? Yeah, it's definitely a, a challenge to cut into those precious fabrics, especially if you're like, well, I've already made loads of that old pattern. So I want to make something new, but I don't want to waste the good fabric. So then I have to buy some other fabric to try it with first. And then you try it, and it doesn't quite work out like yeah, it's, it's a process. Like that's sort of part of the fun of it, really. That it, it totally all, is, yeah. And sort of develops over time. Yeah, indeed. But yeah, I like the simplicity of it. So if you're thinking you're not techie or, you know, it might be really involved, my take on it is that it's really easy to use, isn't it? And you've definitely designed it with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. We hope that it's really easy to use. Dog is quite into 
creating a good user interface. Also, we're quite responsive as well. So if you do get stuck on anything, you can either send me a, a message on our Stash Hub Instagram or send us an email and we'll help you out. And I'm going to try and do some more tutorial type content as well soon so that people can easily search, oh, how do I do this if they're not sure how certain features work? Because I think where Doug designs the app, he's coming from quite a technologically minded background. So he'll be like, okay, well, this is a share button. Everyone knows what the share button looks like. And I'm like, well, not all of our users will know that. So it's, yeah, it's good to have that feedback again. I think I'm banging on about feedback loads, but yeah, we really do appreciate it. So if you do have any ideas, do send us some feedback. And if you don't have any feedback and you think it's already really good, just leave us the review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either way, there's something to say, isn't there? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely get into this one way or the other. So that's fab. It's been great to talk to you about the app and yeah, and I'm definitely a big fan. So if you haven't given it a try, then definitely do that. So how can people access it, Yvette? So the easiest way is probably just to search for Stash Hub on your App Store or your Google Play Store, so whatever phone you've got, and then you can download it. So I've got a code if you want to try your first month for free. So the code is all caps Mindful Podcast 23. So I think Jackie will put that in the show notes as well. You can try your first month. So there's a free version of the app. Which, which anyone can use for as long as you like. But that's limited to 20 fabrics and 20 patterns. And it's sort of more aimed at beginners who don't have much of a stash or just people who want to try it out. And then the subscription is $3.49 a month or £34.99 a year. But yeah, you can try out the free code. And also if you subscribe, add loads of stuff and then decide that you can't afford it that month or whatever, you can cancel it and nothing gets lost. So it's something that people worry about and email us about. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'll put the code details in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, you can just refer to those and they'll be there. I would definitely give it a try and just at least add a few of your fabrics and just see how easy it is or your patterns, whichever you choose. So if people want to follow you, Yvette, where are you and and where's the best places to reach you? So if you want to follow us uh, on Stash Hub, where I'll share things about the app and also general sort of sewing organization tips and little bits of what I'm making and stats about the app and all sorts of stuff like that, we are at Stash underscore Hub on Instagram. And if you want to just follow me and see all the crazy fruity floral things that I make, I'm Blossom Sandwich. So I would highly recommend following you because I think it's brilliant. When I see your stuff pop up, I know it's you because it's always super colourful. It's fab. Yeah. Yeah. Doug's my photographer as well. So he's a very top tier sewing community husband, I'd say. Yeah. I especially liked his review of your purchases from the uh, exhibition that you went to or whatever it was that you (laughs) did. That was hilarious. So yeah, go back through her list and and have a look at that. That's definitely worth a watch. (laughs) Made me laugh. Yeah. I've had a request to do another review video and I said, oh, Doug, you've been requested. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) We'll see if I can convince him to do another one. (laughs) Very funny. I thought it was brilliant. Well, it's been absolutely delightful to talk to you and I am so grateful for the app. I think it's it's a really helpful tool and like I say, I think everyone should give it a try. I'm sure we'll speak again because I'd really like to talk to you about stashes yes, and, we can, uh, uh, and views on talk that. Talk more so. about stash organisation <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so listeners, be prepared. Yvette will definitely be back. But yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? 
No, I think that's everything. There's like so many features in the app now. So I feel like I probably haven't covered all of them. But yeah, just just download it and don't be afraid to click on any of the buttons and find out what they do. And yeah, get in touch if you've got any feedback for us. Our website is stashhubapp.com, which has got some info on it. And hopefully in the future, we'll have more blog posts and stuff going on as well. Yeah, and there's quite a bit of information on there, isn't there, about what you're thinking of doing. And I'll put the link on to the Facebook page as well if that's okay yeah yeah great have a look on there as well so all of that will be in the show notes for you and if you've got any feedback or you've tried it and you love it then please get in touch share that with myself and Yvette and let us know what your thoughts are and what you've been using it for and if you just try it after this podcast then I'd also be really interested to hear what you think because like I say I'm a big convert so thank you so much Yvette it's been really great chatting to you and I look forward to speaking to you again soon Yeah, thanks a lot. Happy stashing. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe or head over to somindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com, where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at somuchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.